Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, May 22nd, and we have completed week 20 of 2023. As a reminder, we have released our April 2023 Insights Report, The Numbers Tell the Story. This is a recap of how the travel industry performed last month. This report is not an opinion piece, but it's based only on the facts through numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation. We look at their data and provide the analysis to you in a simple and easy-to-understand manner. You can access this report by visiting businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to our headlines. A federal court has ordered the cancellation of the partnership between JetBlue and American Airlines in New York and Boston, commonly called the Northeast Alliance. Judge Leo Sorkin of the U.S. District Court in Massachusetts sided with the Department of Justice, the District of Columbia, and six states that sued to block the partnership as anti-competitive. The ruling comes six months after the conclusion of a month-long trial last November, includes an order to permanently block the two airlines from further implementing the Northeast Alliance in 30 days. In rendering the decision, Sorkin stressed that both JetBlue and American are leading players in the New York and Boston markets. The two airlines comprise two of the top three airlines in Boston and are third and fourth to Delta and United in New York. But under the Northeast Alliance, which went into effect in February 2021, JetBlue and American have transformed from competitors to partnerships in those markets, jointly scheduling most flights and sharing revenue. The average U.S. round-trip airline ticket in April declined year-over-year, the first such drop since February 2021, according to the Airline Reporting Corporation. The April average ticket price of $551 was 6% lower than April 2022's $585. The average price also dropped from $559 in March of 2023. ARC-accredited airline ticket sales in April totaled $8.7 billion, a 13% year-over-year increase, but down 9% month-over-month. April was the fourth consecutive month of sales exceeding $8 billion, and sales in the first four months of the year were at the highest levels since the same period in 2019. The U.S. Department of Transportation received over 10,000 air complaints in January, a 112% increase year-over-year, but down 36% from December 2022 levels. Flight problems received the highest number of complaints in January at 38%. These issues included cancellations, delays, and other deviations from airline schedules. 38% of those complaints were with Southwest. Refund was the second highest category of complaints at nearly 21%. Baggage issues received 18% of the complaints. On the heels of first-quarter U.S. hotel rate gains, CBRE Hotels Research, again, has raised its 2023 revenue forecast due to a stronger-than-expected demand and modest supply growth driving up occupancy. CBRE's revised 2023 forecast projects U.S. revenue per available room to increase 6% year-over-year to $97.89, which is up from $0.43 from its previous prediction. 
The lifted outlook does not extend to average daily rate, which CBRE now expects will increase by 3.7% year-over-year in 2023, down from its previous forecast of 4.2% due to expectations of slightly lower inflation and a bigger mix of group travel and shoulder period demand. CBRE projects that the less than 1% average gross domestic product growth for 2023, which will directly impact lodging industry performance. Consumer demand for air travel fell slightly in April, according to a Bank of America analysis of credit card spending. ARC data also suggests that airline ticket sales are moderating. Bank of America's May 10th Consumer Checkpoint newsletter signaled out slowing expenditures on airlines as the largest driver in a broader slowdown of consumer spending on service sector items. For the month, per household expenditures related to airlines were up just 0.9% from 2022. That is a drop of 4.5% points compared with year-over-year figures from March. Airlines have so far remained publicly bullish on demand. During earnings reports last month, airlines expressed confidence that demand will remain high for travel through the summer. Now in news that impacts the travel industry. American Airlines has been contacting travel agencies this week in at least some cases to end corporate incentive contracts or to significantly reconfigure them. The move is part of the airline's broader shift in its sales strategy that is geared towards achieving a higher percentage of direct and NDC-supported sales while reducing intermediary costs and share of its sales that are completed via legacy GDS channels. In a letter dated May 15th to Fort Worth Collins, Colorado-based Exedo Travel, American Vice President of Sales Thomas Rajan informed the agency that its incentive agreement will not be renewed upon expiration on June 30th. The communication comes in the form of a letter making no specific reference to Exedo. It said that American has carefully reviewed each incentive agreement across its portfolio of travel partners as part of its travel evolution over the past few months. In a statement, American said it has begun to issue communications to accounts this week about renewals, but will not be providing specifics on contracts. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton hit Hyatt Hotels with a lawsuit for violating consumer protection laws under the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act. The lawsuit filed in state district court accuses Hyatt of engaging in false and misleading and deceptive acts and practices, according to Texas law, by marketing hotel rooms at prices that were not available to the public as advertised. The lawsuit also accuses Hyatt of charging consumers mandatory and unavoidable fees, including resort fees, destination fees, and amenity fees on top of the daily room rates. Even when these fees were eventually disclosed, they were done so in a manner that was unlikely to alert consumers that the initial rate that attracted them was not in fact the actual price of the room. Additionally, the lawsuit claims that the added fees do not align with resort-like experiences. WestJet Group is putting aircrafts back in the sky after an 11th-hour agreement with its pilots' union averted a strike. The airline's pilots' association, which represents pilots at WestJet and Swoop Airlines, had planned to commence the strike at 3 a.m. Eastern on Friday. In preparation, the WestJet Group had begun parking its mainline fleet. WestJet also canceled 31% of its flights on Thursday, and FlightAware showed 29% of its flights on Friday. A larger crisis, though, was averted when leaders of WestJet's ALPA chapter voted early Friday to approve an agreement in principle with the airline group following more than nine months of negotiations on a new pilot contract. Let's get to the news of mergers and new partnerships. Campbell Travel has joined Independent Travel Management Company Network International Travel Partnership, expanding the network's reach into the Americas. 
The Windsor UK-based ITP added Campbell to its global network based on its technology engagement, broad client base, and customer service focus. ITP partners generally are locally owned and managed and are market leaders in corporate travel. Campbell Travel's president said joining the network gives the TMC worldwide coverage for our customers' demand and that Campbell will be able to leverage its global reach. ITP in recent years has launched its travel productivity platform designed to offer services to online first business travel agencies. Travel tech provider Mondi has acquired two B2B travel providers to grow its presence in Latin America. The purchases both announced Monday followed the acquisition of Sao Paulo-based Orinter Tour and Travel in January. The recent acquisitions further enforced Mondi's growing market presence in Brazil, Mexico, and throughout the Americas, according to Mondi's chairman. Mondi, which is based in Austin, Texas, became publicly traded on the Nasdaq on July 19, 2022. The company said it purchased Consolid for approximately $4 million in cash. Air Canada and Fly Dubai have partnered to form a code share and interline agreement. If approved, Air Canada's code will be placed on nine routes operated from Dubai by Fly Dubai, enabling Air Canada customers to travel to these markets on a single ticket. In addition, with the interline agreement, Air Canada customers will be able to connect in Dubai to more than 60 destinations that Fly Dubai flies to in the Middle East, Africa, and Southern Asia. Flight Center Travel Group has announced the acquisition of Lux Experience Luxury Travel Event from Diversified Communications Australia. The company said Lux Experience will be positioned within its luxury travel collection, which also includes the travel associations and Scott Dunn brands and will continue to operate as a standalone business entity. Lux Experience was founded in 2012 by former Travel Corp owner Helen Logas and acquired by Diversified Communications six years later. The show ran on an annual basis until 2019, with virtual events taking place in 2021 and 2022. Flight Center will revive the in-person show, kicking off with a boutique version scheduled for ICC Sydney from November 13th to the 17th this year. UK-based technology firm Snowfall has launched a travel booking tool, Junction One, leveraging the technology of the Passenger One tool, which it acquired last year. Among the Passenger One features Snowfall has incorporated are its storefront, which displays multiple content sources, including NDC content, and its trip board technology, which enables travelers to invite colleagues, family, and other guests to collaboratively plan and book their trip. The tool will work alongside other technology offered by Snowfall, including traveler assistance and disruption management technology, Junction Plus, and payment solution, Junction Pay. And now, news of new travel services and improvements. Qantas has just announced a significant increase to its international flying from late October with the addition of about 1 million seats to the network compared to its existing schedule. Qantas plots to return to 100% of pre-COVID international flying by March 2024. The additional capacity will be deployed on flights from Australia to the US, Asia, New Zealand, and the Pacific. The CEO of Qantas said that the rebound in demand for international travel since borders reopened has been incredibly strong, noting that there are still a mismatch between supply and demand for international flying. Ride-hailing provider Uber will launch a new feature enabling group trips. The service dubbed Group Rides will soon be available to more than 25 cities throughout the world. Users will be able to invite others to add their address in the Uber app on a group trip. The Uber app will automatically update stops and pick each person up according to the most efficient route, and each rider will be charged for the time that they spend on the ride. 
Brightline Orlando tickets are now available for purchase ahead of the high-speed rail service summer launch between Orlando and South Florida. The new Orlando service will connect travelers to South Florida, which includes Miami, Aventura, Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton, and West Palm Beach. Brightline will offer one-way $79 smart fares, which is the company's version of an elevated economy class, and $39 for children. Singapore Airlines is increasing flights to Europe this summer as it continues to rebuild capacity following the pandemic. The airline is adding extra flights between Singapore to Barcelona, Frankfurt, and Rome this summer to meet higher demand during the 2023 summer peak. Singapore Airlines' low-cost subsidiary Scoot is also offering more service between Singapore and Athens this summer. The airline said that overall capacity is expected to reach on 83% of pre-pandemic levels for the six months between April and September of this year. Singapore Airlines posted the highest ever net profit for the 2022 and 2023 financial year as it benefited from record revenue, operating profit, and passenger load factors. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.